Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Attending birth education classes isn't too difficult. Okay, maybe you have to juggle your routine and fight peak hour traffic. But for people living in regional and remote communities, it can mean long hours of driving and just trying to find a place where you can go can be tough. Edwina Sharrick is a registered midwife based in Tamworth and the founder of Birthbeat, an online birth education platform. Hi, Edwina. How are you? Hey, Siobhan. Thank you for having me. Have you ever heard of Edwina the Emu? I have. I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old. So um, it's we, I was going to say that we love Edwina the Emu in our household. Sorry, I just yeah, had no, to ask. Absolutely, absolutely. We do too. Yeah. She's pretty special, Edwina. I was going to say, she's pretty cool, so I'm pretty happy with that she association. She looks a lot like Edward, though. That was <laughs> yeah. confusing for me, but I get that yeah. emus just look the same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now that we've asked that very important <laughs> question, um, why did you found Birthbeat? I mean, I, I just spoke about how it's harder to get into, get access to a regional um, birth education class. But why you? Why did you find this? Well, mine's quite a personal story. Actually, when I was about 36 weeks pregnant with Polly, who's now six years old, and I live in a town called Tamworth, awesome, fairly big regional town, and our private maternity unit closed. And that got me quite angry. So I've been a midwife for 13 years. And even though I planned to birth my baby at the public hospital with my colleagues, um, the private hospital delivered these really great classes and they were quite renowned and they were really you know, up to date and fun and interactive. And then all of a sudden that service was gone out of our town. So I think basically I complained about it for a while (laughs) and uh, my husband got sick of hearing me complain about it and said, well, why don't you do something about it? He's a very practical man, very wise. And I guess I very naively was like, yeah, I'm going to start a business. (laughs) And um, it's been a very steep learning curve doing that. But we just started Birthbeat, I think, which is often what happens, particularly in regional communities. We didn't have access to something. Okay, how are we going to create it? And it just snowballed. So I used to just deliver the classes privately to people in their living rooms. Then they started telling their friends. It's been this incredible organic growth. And then we were booking out month after month. And we still book out month after month in Tamworth. But what I was noticing was people were traveling really long distances to get to us. And that's pretty nuts that you have to travel. We had one couple that came all the way from Coba, which is 500 kilometres away from Tamworth. So it's not like a little, wow. you know, drive to the next suburb. They're paying for two nights accommodation and they weren't birthing in Tamworth. So they had no connection to Tamworth. They were birthing in Dubbo. So I always talked to my mums and their support people and they just said there wasn't anything else out there. I was like, this is ridiculous. We've got to do something. The next month, um, you know, I was pretty slow off the mark. We had a couple that came from Sydney and that wow. got me thinking. So not birthing in Tamworth. And I spoke to and they them. they came from they Sydney. They came from Sydney. And I was like, why are you here? Like in the most polite way. <laughs> why are you <laughs> yes. here? Um, and they said, we heard birth beats the best. And they were birthing at Raw North Shore. And they loved it. They absolutely loved it. So I started to realize that we were creating quite a unique community. The classes are really unique in that... 
I don't know. I, sorry, I didn't even ask if you have children, Siobhan. But when yes. you get pregnant, everyone wants to impart their advice on you. And it's often well-intended advice, but it can become really overwhelming, especially if it's your first pregnancy. Even different obstetricians or different midwives, if it's opinion, it's differing. So everything about birth bees, we don't share opinions or my opinion or anything except what is evidence-based quality childbirth education. And I don't pretend to say what your birth's going to look like because I've been a midwife for 13 years. I know. They're all different. They're all different. They're all unique. Even if it's your first, second, third or fourth, they're all going to be different. But we give you the tools to have your best birth experience. You know, education is power. So that's just what's quite unique about it. And it's just gone crazy. So how do you get the rest of Australia to do that? Go online. online. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of interested with this idea about it going online. Um, I mean, that happens a lot with lots of different businesses, but especially because you're trying to reach out to people in regional and remote communities, they can't always have the best internet either, no, can they? No, I feel like um, I've become a champion for regional access to health and broadband. <laughs> it's sort of these... Um, you know, and it does, it goes hand in hand, but also from a business perspective, if you want to run an online digital business, you need to have decent internet. So I have actually, you know, been getting involved in some regional forums around access to internet. The really sad thing is what I have done is downloaded it, put it on USBs and sent it out to girls. Wow. Because there's always, there's always a solution. There's the, always a way around it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're doing that, but isn't it incredible that... I've only had to do that for one woman. Okay. I have to say that. So... um because they're just short 45-minute to one-hour videos, they don't take a long time to download. Yeah, yeah okay. That's fascinating. So um, when you say that your classes are just the facts and not your opinion, I can imagine people coming or watching your classes, um, connecting with you, and then wanting your opinion. They yeah. want to know. You've had two children yourself. You're a midwife. Um, do you find people approach you anyway and say... Edwina, should I be going for a no-drugs birth? Should I have a cesarean? You know, yeah. do they ask you those questions? Yeah, and of course. Like that's the as the minute you trust someone, you sort of like the way that they're presenting. I actually get lots of dads emailing me, which I really love. Like, hey, we've been thinking about this. You said in Module 6 this about pain relief options. What do you think about blah? And it's great because I go, well, you've sort of answered that there for you. You know, you've done the education. You've done the course. You understand what that might do. And we unpack it and I say, if you really want my opinion, this is my opinion. And I'm always really careful because I'm also not their care provider. Like I have to be really, really careful around the advice that I'm giving. And if it's something that gets really specific, I say, speak to your midwife or obstetrician. But if I ever am talking about my opinion, I say, no, I just have to be really clear. This is the opinion part. Um, plus all the women that join Birthbeat online get access to the closed Facebook group. So we get quite a bit of chat and they get quite a bit of access to me there around my opinion. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Edwina Sharrick. She's a registered midwife, founder of Birthbeat, which is an online birth education class um, which came out of uh, a lack of access to good quality birth education in regional and remote areas of Australia. I understand, though, you mentioned there was a couple that came from Sydney to attend your classes, but you've also had um, stories not just of regional communities, other people coming online to use your surface. What are, what's their background? I mean, they might be yeah. in metropolitan areas where they can access a hospital. 
I have to say we've been online since November 2017 and it wasn't really until we're about three or four months into it that we actually saw anyone from regional areas purchasing. Really? It was all city. Wow. Um, again, as I said, I don't pretend to be the most savvy businesswoman. And what I have learned is I grossly underestimated the market. I remember in November when we first went online and the first sale came through, and I really connect and talk with a lot of the women going through the course, um, it was a doctor in Coogee. And <laughs> I was so surprised. And I was sort of like a, like a doctor in Coogee. But what I didn't think about is time poor women. And we're all time poor. And the thought of having to, at 36 weeks pregnant, finish work, travel to the hospital, find a park, get in there, go to the class, get your support person to be meeting you there. It's just, it's it's actually a lot more challenging than a lot of people realise until you start to do it or sacrificing whole weekends, things like that. So we've actually seen a really big uptake in a lot of the cities as well, mainly on the East Coast. That's so interesting. Yeah, I know. I've got- we've also had um, two dads join, oh, nice. which I really, I really loved that. So they were having a surrogate over in, or oh, they had their little baby in April and they just felt like where could they go and it's pretty sad reflection but you know they they felt like they would be judged so we were able to offer an alternative for them and they loved it which is fantastic um i think the thing that for me anyway my antenatal classes were they became my mother's group yeah and um it was both men and the husbands and the wives it was very heteronormative circle but we all went um once a week had this beautiful place where we lit candles and everyone was connecting and they they became my biggest support group and the men connected as well. Um, you mentioned you have a closed Facebook group. What? How do these, do they connect? Do the people really support each other in the ways that you can get from having a group, an antenatal group that you might really connect with? Yeah, it's quite beautiful actually to see that closed Facebook group. Like it's surprised me. Um, the other day, one of the girls wrote something on there. She and, and I'm happy to share this because it's anonymous. Um, but she'd had her lower vaginal swab and it had come back positive, and she was really upset. And then all the girls got on there and wrote, you know, hey, quarter of the population come back with a positive GBS. This is this. This is this. And then there was photos about. So what does GBS mean? Um, sorry. So Group B strep positive. Oh, okay. I'd forgotten. It's what normal. The... Like it's a very normal. Here we go. We're going to get into the midi side of things, but it's a very normal vaginal flora. But a quarter of women in pregnancy will test positive to it, and the recommendations are that they have antibiotics during labour to cover the protection for the baby. So. It was one of those things that she was really distressed by and everyone else got in and answered mm. and supported and said, hey, I had it too and this is the probiotic and they were taking photos of the probiotics and sharing it around. And that was before I had got on there. Like when it originally started, I was mediating it a little bit and trying to um, say, you know, this is a safe space. Now they're just off and they're, yeah. they're, it's great because that is that mother's group. But particularly remembering regional areas – it's that or nothing. So mm. I would rather at least for them to have that online community. Fabulous. You've already touched on some really great success stories of people that have used BirthBeat. Can you tell me any more that have kind of stood out in your mind as how it's particularly worked well? Um, I guess that's sort of, again, that it wasn't people that I was thinking about, but one couple where the partner was fly in, fly out, so he's never going to be able to attend the regular weekly. So they were both watching it in separate states and then they would get together and talk about it when they met up, up until she was about 38 weeks pregnant. And then I was like, okay, when's he going to stop flying to WA? 
Uh, but like little things like that, that it wouldn't have been an opportunity for them if this didn't exist. So that was pretty exciting. Most antenatal classes do stop after the baby is born. But if you're in a metropolitan area, or in my experience anyway, where I had my babies in Sydney, um, I had contact with the midwifery group practice I went through for probably about six weeks after the baby was born. What does your course do that's different from those antenatal classes? Yeah, look, and that six weeks after the baby's born is pretty critical. You know, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's an intense. intense time. And I see so many couples in my experience, you know, they put the baby into the car capsule and wave goodbye to the midwives and have a bit of that feeling of dread. Like there's so much focus on the actual birth and mums and other mums will talk about the birth so much. And then all of a sudden you're charged with this little tiny human and you need to sustain its life. Um, so the beauty of Birthbeat is now you can go home, watch our breastfeeding, watch our how to swaddle your baby, how to put your baby safely to sleep when you've got home. Because so many people, I feel like I used to share that information in the face-to-face classes, but it would be forgotten because everyone's just focused on the birth. It's like you've got to get over this one milestone before you get to the next and no one can look forward or sort of passed into the future. So, like, I've got mums that are saying, you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're thinking about, now, what did that midwife say about attachment or attaching the baby to the breast? And you can sit there and re-watch it. Which is fabulous. Better to watch that than um, the latest Netflix series. Well, maybe a little bit more value, but we all need our Netflix. (laughs) And and apart from, I mean, you've mentioned the um, post-birth support that Birthbeat offers. What other kinds of support do you offer, you know, if people have more questions and that kind of thing? Yeah, so they have pretty good access to me, you know. I probably, um, as Birthbeat grows, I realise that that's going to get more and more challenging, but I hope to bring more midwives onto the team. I've already got midwives in mind. There's so many brilliant midwives all over Australia. You need that support in that six weeks after birth. So that's an important component, and I'm always going to keep that in the program. Well, it sounds amazing, and like with all good ideas, it's a bit difficult to believe it didn't exist before. I know, isn't it? Every, <laughs> and every woman that I talk to, or even men as well, go, oh, I so wish that was an option for me. So I'm like, well, make sure you tell all your friends so that they know. That's a very good way to end this interview. Tell all your friends. Edwina, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks so much, Siobhan. That's Edwina Sharrick. She's a registered midwife based in Tamworth and the founder of Birthbeat. The website is birthbeat.com.au and we'll put a link up on our website so you'll be able to find it there.